0: You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Goh. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, very often people, they look for miracles in order to strengthen their faith. And yet, miracles may not be the way for us to really grow in faith. Miracles tend to be sensational, just like apparitions. People flock to see apparitions and miracles, hopefully and hoping that their faith could be strengthened. But we know that those who see miracles and apparitions Many of them, after a little while, they will forget all about it. And their lives remain the same. They can see all the miracles they want, but they are not converted. And this is so true in the Gospel. Jesus has healed many people, delivered many from the evil one. The religious leaders saw what Jesus did. All the miracles that he performed. Did they believe? No. Not only did they not believe, they became more hostile towards the Lord. Jealous of him. And truly, my dear brothers and sisters, in the final analysis, the greatest miracle It's not that Jesus can change water into wine, or walk on the sea, or calm the storms. The greatest miracle is the miracle of conversion. And today in the Gospel story of the calling of Levi, of Matthew, it is truly a miracle Matthew did not see any miracle as such for him to be converted. Matthew and his fellow tax collectors were converted because of Jesus' love, mercy, and compassion. Because Jesus accorded them with respect, with trust. He accepted them for what they were. And yet at the same time, the greatest miracle that Jesus performed for Matthew was to call him to be an apostle, unworthy as he was, a tax collector that was despised by his fellow Jews. And that Jesus could see in Matthew something greater than what he thought. He could be. He thought it was enough for him to be a tax collector. But Jesus saw in him something more. Others of course could not see any goodness in tax collectors, in Matthew. So, truly, I think the great miracle is that when we are able to detect, to be able to see the potentials, in someone that others cannot see. People look at external. They look at impressions. And how often, uh, when we look at the history of humanity, people who have been considered failures in life, slow learners, we never thought that they would be, one day, great charismatic leaders. That is why the real miracle is the transformation of the person. Transformation of life. And this can come about only when the miracle is done. What is a miracle? Miracle of reaching out. It's small little things that actually change the lives of people. We don't have to give big gifts to people in order to win their love. Actually, very often, big gifts we forget. It's the small little things that people do for us, day in, day out. It's the small little things, words of kindness, words of encouragement, thoughtful actions that will strike our hearts deeply, that will change us. So there is no point giving your wife or your husband a big birthday gift once a year, but the rest of three hundred and sixty forty days, you are indifferent, you are insensitive. So it's more important, my dear brothers and sisters, is the little actions. And that was what Jesus did. The little actions of eating and drinking with Matthew when he brought his fellow tax collectors to a meal with Jesus, and Jesus was there, he didn't perform great miracles, he was just eating and having fellowship with them. And that brought about their conversion. And conversion of hearts is truly the miracle that we are looking for. All those other miracles, apparitions, visions, They are supposed to lead us into interior conversion. If seeing all these things don't change us, we are wasting our time. We'll be chasing one apparition after another. It is getting in touch with the love of God, in touch with Jesus. And all of us, we are all instruments of God's miracle. We can touch lives. It's all within our hands. We don't have to do great things sometimes, you know. When people come for confessions, I say, for your penance, do a good deed. Oh, but Father, I'm so poor. I don't... You don't have to be rich to do a good deed. Everybody can do good deeds every day. Many good deeds. So I'm asking you, are you a miracle to people? Because only miracles can bring miracles in the lives of others. In ordinary events, and that is precisely in today's first reading, we have the book of Genesis, we are coming to the end of the life of Abraham. Abraham took a long time to discover how God was working in his ordinary life. He had to mature in faith as we have seen in the last few days, readings about Abraham. He was called to Canaan. He walked in faith, not knowing what is going to happen, not knowing where it was even. But he went in faith because God made the promise. Initially, we read also he didn't trust God very much. Yes, he knew that God was promising him, but he didn't have the absolute trust. He was manipulating Pharaoh, because he was interested in his wife in order to save his skin. He told Pharaoh Sarah was his sister. He could not wait for Isaac to be born. He brought in Hagar to give birth to Ishmael and then a lot of problems. And he learned. After all these troubles that he went through, he learned to trust in God. And to believe that God was unfolding his plans in his life, step by step. That's why St. Paul always tells us to walk by faith, not by sight. We do not know clearly what is ahead of us. We know it only dimly, dimly. But this is where God doesn't shine for us. God only shines for us every step that we take. He wants us to trust in him. And so today, in the first reading, we have seen how the plan of God was unfolding. Firstly, we are told that Sarah passed away. And what is important about Sarah's passing was not that she died, more importantly, where she was buried. She was buried at Canaan. And Abraham told the sons of Hittites, I need to buy a burial ground, and he paid an exorbitant price of four hundred silver pieces for that piece of land. And we are told he was, she was buried in the cave. What was why is it important? Which means to say, Abraham was putting a stake on that land. It was the beginning of possessing the whole of Canaan, first by buying that plot. But it will take many, many years. A few hundred years down the road. You spent 400 years in Egypt and then 40 years in the desert. It took another 500 years almost before Canaan was really occupied by his descendants. It took many years. He didn't see that Canaan was his. Although God promised him and God promised him generations Again, he didn't see because today we are told he was old, he was worried. Will Isaac marry one of his kinsmen or will he marry one of the Canaanite women? Then the purity of the race would be compromised. They would not be the chosen people. So he told his servants, you go back to Haran and find a wife from among his kinsmen. Again, God providentially provided how they met, how he met Rebecca, and at first sight we are told he loved her. He loved her, and Isaac loved Rebecca the most. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, again he did not see grandchildren. Abraham only had Isaac and Ishmael, but he trusted that somehow. It would become a big nation. How? He couldn't imagine that one day after um, Isaac would give birth to Esau and Jacob, from then they went to Egypt and came back. Many hundred years later on. So that is why, my dear brothers and sisters, we must walk in faith, not by sight. One step at a time. And even Abraham never really, since never seen all this, but precisely in the letter of Hebrews we say, precisely he trusted in God. And all these things happened. So, we need to believe that miracles of God are working every day in our life. If only we have the gift of faith, like Matthew, to see that in these events, God is loving us. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Grace, Archbishop William Goh. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.